This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. I love that intro. I never, ever get bored of that intro. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. Nick, don't you love that intro? <laughs> it's a brilliant intro. I'm, you know, couldn't have done better myself. <laughs> we we went and put a presentation together. COVID, the whole story compressed into 25 minutes, and off it went. You know, it was first day 20,000, second day 50,000, third day 100,000, and by <clears throat> by day four, it had done. Half a million views and was going out at 12,000 views per hour, still accelerating, when YouTube decided this will not do, and down it came. <laughs> anything that isn't aligned with the WHO uh, narrative, Nick? Yes. Well, you know what we did with that video? As far as possible, we tried to make all the content from the WHO and the CDC, so that they couldn't, you know, if I'm putting up a slide of this is what... Uh, Tedros said, and this is what Fauci said, you know, that's what mm. the slides are saying, and then I'm just reminding people of the order of events, then you can't really say that we're contradicting the World Health Organization. You know? <laughs> but, and, and this is how ridiculous it gets. Uh, the doctrine of World Health Organization infallibility, yeah. which is what, you know, the YouTube espouses, um, apparently even extends to situations where the World Health Organization contradicts itself. Boris Johnson, you know, he got up yesterday saying, hey, the vaccines aren't working. It's all, you know, it's all to the credit of lockdown that the cases have come down. That's what he said. <laughs> Boris Johnson got up and said, the vaccines aren't doing any work. Okay. <laughs> now, yes, as you say, if anybody else had said that, it would have been not just a video down, but channel deleted, you know, sent to the, 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 the outermost orbits. <laughs> <laughs> but Boris said it, you know, uh, it, that, that hasn't been censored anywhere. So basically what we have is a, a policy response that through all the prior guidelines out the window has been this most destructive affair. Most of the things that they insisted upon and mandated and threw people into jail for and so, so on and so forth have been entirely, entirely useless. And the madness just continues, right? That, so that, that's the situation that we, we find ourselves in. And what that does to people is it puts them into a position of paranoia. Mm. And people on both sides. So the guys who are trying to um, maintain the theater of the lockdowns and the masks and the scariants and all this kind of thing, those guys are paranoid now because they can see the whole story unraveling. And they try harder and the censorship becomes greater. I mean, our video would not have been censored two months ago. It's mm. censored now. Okay. Um, so they're trying harder to maintain the theater and the lunacy. On the mm. other side, you have people who've begun to wake up to the lunacy and they can't believe that this is all being sustained. And they're beginning to ask why, who's organizing this? You know, what's the conspiracy? And so they go paranoid as well, and they see, they read far too much design into the craziness. And so I find myself in the position a lot of the time of, of finding that supporters or people who are, have been listening to our view are saying things that I actually don't agree with. They're, they're imagining vast and elaborate conspiracies. And I, I keep on saying the same thing. It's not plausible that there's a conspiracy here. People don't keep secret 
something as large and crazy as this. But I mean, somebody it's, breaks it's, ranks. Yeah, but I mean, it's not a secret. It's very open. What's whatever's going on? It's all very open, mm. and the ingredients are all there. We we we. What's happened is that some very bad theories landed on fertile ground, and that fertile ground was a couple of generations of people who do not do critical thinking. They can't tell when somebody's bullshitting them. The vi- if the virus had arrived and the government had done nothing, we yeah, would have... it would have been better than what happened. We would have had maybe a slightly worse flu, flu season last year. So I think it would have been slightly better than what happened if nothing had been... No, somewhat better than, than what happened if nothing had been done. We've right. exacerbated things here. And a far better strategy would have been to uh, follow the pandemic guidelines and do something which basically involves a strategy of focused protection. You, you take the people who are ill, you, 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 they do voluntary quarantining, um, you look for vulnerable people and try and work out what you can do to help them. And there's plenty you can do. I do not buy for a minute this idea that focused protection is at all practically difficult. It's much more easily achieved than lockdown and much more cheaply achieved than lockdown. So you, you would go and apply your pandemic respiratory virus mm-hmm. guidelines as they existed and have existed for decades, you would simply go and apply those. Instead, they were torn up, and we went down this malarkic path of lockdowns and silly cloth masks, and this stuff will go down in history to the immense embarrassment of all the scientists involved, because it's sheer anti-science, it's sheer pseudoscience. And that gets this video banned, by the way. It's done now. Yeah, well, excepting we aren't on uh, YouTube, so you can say that's that's true. You're going to odyssey it straight away. In that case, it's in the blockchain. Well done. But now, where are we now then, Nick? Well, we, it depends where on the planet you are. I mean, the, 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 the lunacy comes in completely contradictory flavors because that, that's the other thing that's absurd about the YouTube policy is it's not just that you can't contradict um, the World Health Organization. You can't contradict any local authority. And, of course, all the local authorities are indulging in completely distinct forms of, of lunacy and madness. And so, you know, to... to <laughs> To, to endorse one is to criticize another. Uh, and so, and, and indeed, if you're talking about coronavirus and some snotty-nosed 23-year-old at YouTube decides they don't like your face, that's your video gone because there's, there's, mm-hmm. you're always contradicting somebody if you're talking about policy response in the, in the era of coronavirus. But so where are we now? At what stage of the madness? Well, as I, as I mentioned to you earlier, the UK has gone in this, this, this strange direction. Almost to the day, Justin Trudeau says exactly the same thing. Oh, you know, it's not the vaccines that are causing mortality to go down. It's the lockdowns, you know. But then the problem is then you come to South Africa and our local authority, we don't have a lockdown. There's no lockdown. There's a, there's a curfew, as you mentioned, that nobody obeys. But there's no business closures and school closures and all that kind of thing, the things that constitute a, a lockdown. And our cases have gone down by 97% or whatever it is. And our deaths have gone down by 90-whatever percent. So, you know... It's 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 uh, just absurd on the face of it that that they attribute they do this attribution advancing mm. absolutely no evidence. It's uh, just there's a narrative that they're trying to project. Did you see there was a study that came out this week um, about sanitizers, basically showing that uh, that your chance of 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 getting infected on a from a surface is like one in ten thousand. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, fomites. They, they they realized this early on and they just stopped talking about it. But yes, there was a very good study done by the Center of Evidence Based Medicine where they're looking at the various transmission mechanisms. And you're right. The one that comes off worst is fomites. 
And, and this was obvious from the beginning. I mean, it, it, there's no explanation for how this happens. You've got like a couple of bits of RNA sitting on your counter and you go, you know, and now you must suddenly succumb to a deadly virus. How? You know, um, what's the story? How, how do you get enough of an inoculum by dipping it onto your tongue? This thing, you know, where are the receptors, what's going on? You know, where's the explanation for this deadly fomite transmission? And, and this is where you have to like stop and remember the fear porn that was being pumped out because I remember there was this, this one Israeli video where they had some person put some kind of luminous substance on their uh, or UV reflective substance on their hands and then just walk around the, part, the apartment. And of course, you touch the light bulb and you touch the door handle and there'd be smears, which were intended to represent deadly virus, you know. But that's not how it happens. So before long, the whole apartment is covered in these, these luminous smears. It looks like somebody's had an orgy with uh, seven dwarves, you know. And uh, it, it's, it's uh, you know, and this was meant to warn people about how important hand washing was in the, in the, in the presence of these deadly infectious fomites you know? <laughs> and that was the kind of video that set off this whole episode of fear along with the man who falls down in the street and the people with the trucks spraying the roads in china you can't it's actually so ridiculous and people have forgotten that they've forgotten what the source of the fear was mm. okay but they carry on with uh, the theater of fear two different stories in mainstream publications yes study finds that isolation leads, leads to increased depression. <laughs> no kidding, you know. <laughs> Study finds that sunlight is healthy, basically. <laughs> yes, uh, this, is, this is true, you know, and, and, and like this is before, they can't mention vitamin D because that's one of the, right. the, the sort of swear words in, in COVID religion. Um, you, you may not mention an immune system. You may not mention uh, pre-existing immunity. Um, you may not mention treatment or early treatment, God forbid, cure, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, the only you can't say uh, permissible sense. constructs are novel, deadly virus, <laughs> spread asymptomatically, no cure, no treatment, must lock down, must mask until a vaccine arrives. That's the sort of the only narrative. If you stray from that with any of these inconvenient facts, uh, banned from YouTube. But then Boris Johnson says the vaccine does nothing. Vaccine <laughs> no, doesn't work and it's locked down some more. Until what? I don't know. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. And I'm glad you're laughing because I think the only thing that these people merit merit at this stage is intense and intensifying ridicule. <laughs> we have to launch. They have done the fear campaign. We need to now do the ridicule campaign. It's unbelievable. Because these guys are just ridiculous. The Pentagon, Nick, has released a microchip that can detect COVID-19 before it even hits in your body. Well, I mean, they need to detect something more useful. There are lots of things I'd like to detect in my life before I detect, you know, the, the COVID and, and, and with a micro microchip, you know, with, like, I mean, I, I, like I, cancer. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and let's move on from health issues, because we're not all just on this planet to exist for an extra year. You know, how, how about they detect for me a money making opportunity or a. Or a, or, a, or a very good-looking woman on the corner. Okay, yes. when I was 23. You know, let's not, uh, we, <laughs> let's just stop talking about applying all our technology to the solution of one supposedly deadly virus, which, you know, with an infection fatality rate, now the World Health Organization also dropped this last week um, from 0.23% 
to 0.15. Um, technocracy has always been here. I, I want to just make that clear because people see these things like the, um, the WEF and the New World Order and mm. Fourth Industrial Revolution and, and they go, oh my goodness, we've got something new on the go and it's a, it's, it's, it's a big problem and there's a conspiracy because we've never had this before. But that's not the case. After, through the history of man, the people who have lots of money and, uh, and large organizations and standing armies and so on, they always try to get some more power, some more money. You know, that's, that's not new. And they always try to centralize control. That's what you do when you've got deep pockets and, and a bit of narcissism flowing through your veins. So, you know, what the WEF is talking about, I mean, take a step back and read that stuff. Here we, here's the first, I'll give you for free. It's intellectually vapid. There is nothing of any intellectual value in anything the WEF has ever said or will ever say. Okay, so it's 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 comedy hour for the thinking man to read that stuff. So we don't have to get all terrified about the technocrats in the sense that it's something new. We do have to get terrified about the technocrats in the sense that they've now got the upper hand. But when people start going off the charts about conspiracies that got us to this point, I I, I have to disagree with them. Mm. This is this is just simply. You know, we, 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 we were napping while these organizations infiltrated all the public institutions, the public health institutions and others, by the way, not just public health, all the universities. And here they go trying to promote the very products that they own and that increase their wealth. And the cost of perverting all those institutions was a tiny fraction of what they're gaining by rolling out more of these products. So you don't have to go full tilt bonkers on conspiracy theory and biowarfare and all these fancy ideas. Mm. Just look at your history books and consider what wealthy, powerful people have always done through the ages. Yeah. So, I mean, like what, what you're saying is that it's emergent as opposed to, you know, new yes, design. Designed. 100%. Jim, who told you that? <laughs> I just made it up now. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. I'm going to use it. Yeah, it, it's exactly right. It's emergent and not designed. Nick? What do we do? Okay, so I think ridicule is very important mm. um, at this point. It is, it is ridiculous, and we need to start, you know, really uh, ex- extend. There are a couple of reasons why I like ridicule. We're making, if you want to, we've got to take every, all of those scared people and bring them back to their senses one by one. That's the project that we're on. And a little bit of laughter. A little bit of mockery as to what's going on does wonders to bring people out of a state of fear, you know. Um, so yeah, I had it. I had it on the plane uh, on on the way up here. Just a, a person who was, um, you know, I wasn't wearing my mask properly, and he and he and he went and spilt the beans to the air hostess. Complained several times that my mask wasn't on properly, you know. Now, it's it's small person syndrome on on a, on a, you know, on one level. That's that's sort of. A necessary condition I think I don't think you get like a a, a a decent courageous man who who would do that kind of thing you know but so he's got small person syndrome but it's also a person who's terrified and ignorant you know he thinks the mask works he thinks he's gonna die if he's on a plane and somebody you know god forbid breathes through their nose unimpeded by a piece of 100 100 thread cotton you know um, so we, these are the people now, now what do you do everybody else on the planet is obediently wearing the mask and that's a problem you've got to get them to stop doing that but you do a little bit of laugh and a little bit of ridicule you know 
and it, it causes other people to maybe think that it is actually socially acceptable to mock this whole charade. So everybody can do it. You've got to, you've got to move it. You've got to move if you want to move the needle. Move the needle locally. Start locally and 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 let become the virus. Become the mind mm. virus that works against this whole thing. I like that. Um, I mean, I'm not somebody who appreciates humor. <laughs> but, but you haven't lost the battle if you cause twenty people on the plane to think differently. You might mm. have been forced to put your mask on and do something silly. You know, some part you might have been forced to play a role in the mm. pantomime but along the way to playing that role you made a couple of people think that they weren't the only people sitting there thinking this is absurd you know, you know why why would you vaccinate why would you give a vaccine to a person whose immune system is completely adequate in response to this disease who's immune to start with why spend the money on that in a country that has such pressing health crises on its hands and has had for 20, 30 years. That's where you have to really call the bluff and again, ridicule this government. They've shown mm -hmm. no interest in looking after the health of the South African population. Remember how they behaved yeah. around HIV. Remember how they've behaved in the health crisis in the Eastern Cape. You cannot take these people seriously. They do not give a damn about the health of the South African population. Yeah. You've got to push. This is the time now to amp up the ridicule. Uh, you know, take the guys on in their social media accounts. Point out that they're contradicting themselves for the third time, the fifth time, the 20th time. Take it hard. About three weeks ago, the Spanish government said, all you British tourists who will be visiting Spain and going to our beaches will be required to wear masks on the beaches. And this, this is something that's worth analyzing for its degrees of absurdity. <laughs> to start with, asymptomatic transmission is not a driver of the epidemic. So healthy people shouldn't be required to wear masks. And Fauci said that. Let's just never forget this never forget it he said it yes and then pretend spent a year pretending that he didn't say it okay so yes asymptomatic transmission not a driver of the epidemic next point one in a thousand transmissions of coronavirus are found to have occurred outside and even then in very unusual circumstances which don't exist on a beach okay so outside transmission does not happen number number three Masks don't work. Why? Because it's not about the damn droplets. The droplets get to the mask, you exhale, it turns them into aerosols, they go out into the wild yonder anyway. You've just slowed down the emergence of the aerosols by a couple of seconds. Well done, you genius. You know? So we've got a triple layer. Asymptomatic transmission in the first place doesn't happen, outside transmission doesn't happen, and the masks don't work. All, any one of those three things being true invalidates the decision to insist on people wearing masks on a beach. That is how absolutely insane public health authorities have become. Imagine that, your son gets paralyzed, he's alone in a hospital bed somewhere, you can't go into the hospital. So six months. So, I mean, the, the, the inhumanity of these draconian responses by, by these public health people, I think a lot of them were scared. A lot of them got scared by their own propaganda kind of thing. And then they just had to carry on with it because you know there's no turning around. But Jim, actually there was something I wanted to raise here. People ask, what can they do? I've, I've realized that one of the dangers of being somebody who sees through the absurdity is that in your kind of anger, you mentioned anger, or in your frustration at this absurdity, you can forget that people did die. People, this, there is a real virus and people died and in their minds, their loved ones died because of the virus, not because of the policies. So all of this talk and laughing that we do, you, you can't do it 
without remembering that there were actually people who were killed and that the ridicule here is not about, you know, coronavirus. It's about the public health officials and their responses and the way that those responses exacerbated deaths yeah. and will unfortunately continue to do um, long after the virus has subsided. We threw out guidelines that had been decades in the making. We prepared ourselves. We had these guidelines in place for respiratory virus pandemics. And they went out mm. without any justification. And that can only have been bad news, right? With an untested story that turns out not to work. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's difficult. And I, I, I've faced that as well. I've got friends who've had, um, you know, very close uh, you know, parents who passed mm. away, that kind of thing. Mm. I've had friends who passed away. It, you do have to also, it's a, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a fallacy to say that, well, you must think differently about something if the effect has been close. No. Being courageous and being um, intellectually honest requires you to stiffen that upper lip and to make the same decision, no matter how close the fire comes to you. Yeah. You decide. So I haven't changed my mind about the lunacy of lockdowns when a friend of mine passed away. That didn't change my mind at all. And then Panda members, so one, you know, one of our Panda members, uh, uh, Vincent Anthony Roger, he lost his father. He was very close to his father. He was a doctor, you know, who was treating COVID. He's a 70 year old doctor treating COVID patients and he, he, he's, he succumbed to coronavirus. I can talk to Vincent any day of the week and he has exactly the same attitude towards the moral outrage of lockdowns and the, the, the absence of the cost-benefit analysis and the absence of rationality in the policymaking. You know, he's not changed his mind since the very heartfelt death of his father. That, that is actually the model behavior that you want. You want to be like Vincent. Pandata.org, pandata.org, and also don't forget to check out the video on Odyssey of the ugly truth about the COVID-19 lockdowns. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jeremy. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.